It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And action away we go welcome to here's your freaking podcast with the jason lee clock show thanks for coming along for the ride today again if you're a fan of the uh, radio show please remember this is not safe for work not safe for kids this is the uncensored version of the shit that you don't get on the radio this is a different animal so uh buckle up and enjoy the ride if it's your first time you can get caught up on every episode and all things jlnk by heading over to jlnkshow.com we even have some new videos there for you we have some very exciting food videos uh today in the podcast we've got some more stuff going on with what happens when you're in a thruple what happens when you're young and really good looking and involved in a thruple hey not gonna lie that's a pretty hot story yeah but it's sex all the time what if you're in a polyamorous family? I'm not sure I know what polyamorous is. You like boys and girls? No. I, uh, I don't know what polyamorous is. There's four people oh, here. I think, I think that means you can... You will. We better just look it up instead of making assumptions. How about that? It's a family of four. And from what I understand, they all do it with each other. And now... No, what? And, and now their kids are asking... Um, you know what? I'm a little unclear on exactly who dad is here in this situation, so we'll talk about that. Oh. Polyamory is the practice of or desire for intimate relationships with more than one partner with the informed consent of all partners involved. So it's like a thruple or more. Okay, they got a whole house full of them. We'll talk about what happens when you reproduce when you're doing all of this. Also, I didn't know that this was a thing. Now, sexting is fun. We all agree with that, right? Well, yes, sir. Most of us. Agree that sexting is a pretty good time. I didn't know that there were places you could go if, you know, maybe you sexed your wife a little bit and you're like, hey, and she will have no part of it. Like most of the time, most of the time, my wife has no part of it. She's like, I don't have time for this hey, shit today. It's like she didn't even read it. No. And then I'm like, is this doing anything for you? I have an iPhone. You have an iPhone. I can see that you fucking saw it. Yeah. And but if if she says, yeah, I don't have time for this shit. Did you know there's places you can go and sex real people? Well, like strangers? We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about... <laughs> Do you hear my voice go up? Well, like strangers? Like people I don't even know what they don't know me. Well, that's the most titillating thing I've ever heard. And then we've got the worst person on the planet, so we'll get to all this here in just a second. Let's begin with uh, the housing market, obviously red hot right now. If you have a home to sell, you know, now is the time to do it. And you and I have both, uh, I've bought a couple of homes in my day, and I've toured a lot of homes, and I've looked at some homes that I was interested in buying, and and sometimes you walk into a house and you get like a weird vibe. You're like, I don't think this is the house for me. This place feels weird. What if you walked into a house and it was riddled with pornography on the walls? My people! Would that be a home that you'd be interested in? Well, some real estate... I don't know uh, if I would seek it out, but I would say, well, I suppose a little love and affection, I could get this porno off the wall. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to offend the artist by turning my nose up at his work. Well, some... Is it like collage pornography or like somebody well, drew, drew porno? Like, Well, here we go. Is it like, um, it's like those weird, uh, the, the hottest you see around town with like the anime raps? Let's let's just start right here. All right. Uh, some uh, real estate agents are talking about some of the hurdles that they have to overcome uh, sometimes when they walk into a, a, an apartment. And these are all high. These are all high level properties, by the way. 
So it's not like a you know blown out lot in Gary. It's not. This isn't a fifty thousand dollar property that these uh, these real estate agents are talking about. But sometimes there are problems, and the owners say, "Meh, it stays." You just show the house that like it is. If people don't like it, then that's too bad. That's how hot the market is right now, buddy. Now let's pretend like you walk into a New York City home, and you see a large painting on the wall. It's bright. It's rainbow colored. In 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 it's uh, and it's in the dining room, and it says, <laughs> "I want to come in your heart." <laughs> Hey, it fucking stays. Hey, it stays. I can't believe I got that could, out. Could I ever replace this on my own? No, it stays. I, I it was I, I really delayed getting to that until where I knew I could try to deliver that line without laughing getting through it. I want to come in your heart. And I know that there are a lot of grosser terms and phrases out there, but when you see the word come, C-U-M in print, it is always like your eyes just go right to it and it's instantly gross. It's a siren. Yeah? Is it come? Well, I want to come in your heart in bright (laughs) rainbow-colored signage was in the dining room of a house in New York City, a 6,000-square-foot property, market value $19 million. So it's got to be some sort of an eccentric rich person, right? Oh, the retail for that, I want to come in your heart, $1,500. Not too bad. It's affordably priced at a $19 million dig. I think if you're in the market for a $20 million house, you can afford to scrub over and I will come in your heart painting. I don't get this part because the broker for the home says he never takes the painting down for showings because it mostly elicits giggles, laughs, snickers, and sometimes photos. But he admits that the vulgarity is a turnoff for a lot of buyers. Then why it's your job to sell this thing, fucking take it down. That, well, the thing is, too, is you'll first you'll see it if you're a prospective buyer and you'll laugh or you'll, you'll take your picture. But then eventually you'll be like, I don't want what, this house. What is going what, on in here? What went on in this house? This, yeah. this was the acceptable thing to put on the wall yeah, in the suburban graffiti. Yeah, there's cum-filled hearts in this house. I don't, <laughs> I don't want any part of this. He says... The, the the homes broker says, I definitely think shocking art can negatively impact the sale of a home, including driving the price down. Then why the fuck are you doing it? Hey, it's 1500 bucks. Just cover it up or rip it out. They say purchasing a home is very much an emotional purchase. So something as simple as a bad vibe can deter people from buying the house. Yes, you are correct, sir. Although what if somebody came into the house and they said, wow, the word come was painted on the wall. This is my house. Yeah. Um... Another real estate agent says, yeah, I had a house once. It was a large format photography, full frontal nudity on every single wall. Now that's jarring. <clears throat> Genitals everywhere. Hey, remember the uh, the terrifying cat, uh, the driving cat video on Saturday Night Live? Remember it was the cat behind the wheel of the car? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then you would see the things running by the car. The guy... That is responsible for that was trying to sell his house, and his real estate agent says, yeah, the guy had his favorite puppets all over the apartment, including a nine-foot-tall statue that he had made of Michelangelo's David. Although David was middle-aged, it didn't work out. So in the middle of this huge apartment was basically a huge statue of a naked fat guy. (laughs) His agent says, I had to put a sheet around it for showings. (laughs) Not only were the subject's genitals on full display right at eye level, but uh, there were gory paintings as well. I'm sure it was a metaphor for something, but that's a conversation for another day. Like for an art critic, not a fucking real estate agent. Yeah.
a nine foot tall naked fat guy. Another real estate agent said uh, when she was uh, when she she had a brand a newly listed three bedroom house and she got a nasty shock. The home's basement cave, the man cave, looked like a serial killer's lair. Multiple photos of dismembered female body parts hung throughout the room of the man cave mm. in little neat 18 by 24 frames. That's bizarre. Most of them were nipples. There were also lips. Not just any lips, if you know what I mean, the lady says. <laughs> were they pussy lips? She also remembers photos of mouths doing suggestive things like licking lollipops and sucking on a popsicle. Mm-mm. Um... She did finally find a buyer for the house, $628,000. The kicker is, when we went back for the final visit before the closing, the owners were home. We noticed immediately the smile in the teeth of the lady's mouth in the photos match the seller's. Hey! That's kind of hot. She's dirty as hell. Yeah. I, if they're there, though, I'd be like, I'd, you'd have to ask. What's the uh, what's the motivation here? Why is the chopped up bodies in the basement? <laughs> what are the pictures for? <laughs> What's with the, you know, the lips? All right, this couple, uh, this this throuple is actually opening up about their three-way marriage. Uh, it's a girl-girl boy. Can you legally have a three-way marriage? Uh, or doesn't like one person sort of like the odds out? I don't think so. You'd always think there's got to be that extra wheel. But somebody does ask at the end exactly, how does the sex stuff actually work most of the time? Well, no, but I'm, I'm talking from a legal standpoint. Oh, I don't think legally you could do that. Uh, a woman is opening up about her three-way marriage with her Tinder match and her college sweetheart. She does admit things get a little messy from time to time. Uh, everybody's in there. Uh, we got 23, 26, and 29 years old. All right. Uh, this couple met, uh, started dating back in 2018 after meeting on Tinder, and then they invited a new person into their relationship last year. Oh, goodness. Um the uh, new person they invited into the relationship was actually friends with the other woman in college. As a matter of fact, they shared a one-off kiss together. Feels so weird. And somehow they ended up matching on Tinder. They ended up uh, in a relationship, all three of them together. Uh, all it says, they developed the trio, developed feelings. They'd all attended a festival together. They developed feelings. They became a throuple. The romantic relationship, what started off basically was a threesome, then became their way of life. Uh, Do you think they ever sat down to have a conversation or just sort of morphed into that over time? Uh, well, all three of us went to a festival, and just with the music and maybe a little bit too much of alcohol involving Sam and I started kissing, and then my boyfriend was like, well, that's pretty cool. Mind if I yes. get it on some of that? Yes, sir, it is cool. Yep. Now we go on dates. Uh, they go on dates. We go on dates. All three of us go on dates. Uh, the two girls were friends in their college years. Friendship started when, uh, yeah, one girl invited the other girl to a party, and the girls kissed but remained uh, platonic. Here's Are a look. They at least ugly. No, oh no, they're fu- they're all good looking, man. <sighs> yeah, and they like to dress up too. There's a lot of costume pictures of this throuple in here. They say. Uh, One of the girls says, I've never dated girls before, so obviously there was some weirdness there. I knew it was different about her, though, because uh, it uh, it always felt wrong when she wasn't missed with me, and I missed her like I miss a partner. 
And then the boy comes into play. Uh, it was difficult uh, at first, but uh, he learned to work his way around his hangups. As you can imagine, it's easy to do. He does say he struggled to fit two girlfriends around his work schedule. Yes, but what a hero. He yeah, found the time. My goodness. He always goes into work on Monday. They're like, how are you? He's a fucking exhausted, man. I can't even barely move. Yeah, his girlfriend says, oh, I get two relationships. I get to be with him, and I get to be with her. I never thought of, uh, uh, but he's, uh, she says, I never thought of those two together or as us as a big whole relationship. I was being selfish, and I had to work through my jealousy. Now all three of us enjoy each other. Uh, they recently moved in together. Okay, here you go. In the bedroom, they don't always have sex together. You'd like to assume that, yeah, it's just a big fucking sex party all the time, right? But it's not. They take turns. Oh, so one day it's like those two girls together, then it's like the one girl and the guy, the guy and the other girl. uh, She says it's not unlimited threesomes, and it's definitely not a lifestyle for everyone. Usually it's only two of us, be it, uh, you know, she and I, he and me, he and her. We do all three get together sometimes, but it's not as often as when it's just two of us. You have to set boundaries of communication. Ugh, again, communication is key. Well, there you go. Our parents know that we're in a throuple. Those two girls are there together having fun. He's outside. He can hear him. like, I guess I just have to sit out here and beat off the... Yeah, you you just got (laughs) to lightly kind of tap on the door and be like, hey, Hey, is there anything I could do to help? Make some time for me, maybe? Yeah, she says our parents know that we're in a throuple and don't like to talk about it. And all of our friends know. Okay, good. (laughs) Of course, our parents don't like to talk about it. I'd I'd rather we didn't talk about this. You know, all the throubles we've talked about forming the last handful of years, eventually we're going to start seeing, like, throuples divorce cases where there's, like, dividing of property. Yeah. Everything gets chopped up three ways. We're going to find out that a lot of these people don't have any kind of legally binding agreement at all. So here's another great-looking group of people. The polyamorous family so close, they don't even know who their kids' dads are. Here they are. Mm. Yeah, they're not too bad. The dudes look like every other dude out there, but uh, they're not a bad-looking family. Hey, these four people met with the intention of spicing up their sex life. Now the married couples are very close, very, very close. One thing led to another, and they began to all admit that they had feelings for each other. They all moved in together a couple of years ago, and they had two children between them along with two that had already been conceived. Incredibly, as the parents all sleep with each other, they don't know who the dads to the youngest children are, and they want to keep it that way. That's got to get so confusing. But eventually they've got to fill out paperwork. Like, there's got to be some sort of paternity something. You can't have a grocery list of parents on the on the thing, right? They said they wouldn't change their setup for anything. It truly, uh, if it is truly that it wasn't that... Wait. Uh, it is true that it wasn't always this easy. It took me a while to admit that I had feelings for someone else. We definitely do get jealous sometimes, they say. But now it's so natural to us, I feel so grateful to have multiple partners to raise children with. Who wouldn't want more love and support and more hands around? Well, maybe the love and support is good, but I don't want more hands. You know, mm. pawed at my wife. That, that would be weird. Yeah, you know what it seems like? It seems like with all these people, these polyamorous people, the throuple people, 
you never hear about any of them having like any other interests. Like the guy doesn't like to golf. They got no other hobbies. Like this is what they dedicate themselves to doing. Yeah, sex with multiple people. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to make it sound like we've got the better end of the stick. Yeah. Just let me have this minute. Yeah, play eighteen on Sunday. Yeah, or, yeah, I got time to have a six pack by myself if I feel like right. it. Right, or bang, bang two broads on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, uh, hey, work on my short game on the golf course down the end of the or street. Work on my long game <laughs> at home, or, or risk permanently exhausted penis. Right? They say from the first night we met, we all knew that we wanted to see more of each other. It wasn't easy. Obviously, there was a lot of hesitations. Uh, one of the guys was the first. Of course, it was one of the guys was the first to point it out. He said, "We can't deny this is happening." So they sat down and they talked about it and they figured out this is what they're going to do. Um, I would, even if it was happening, I wouldn't point it out because I'm like, you're going to fuck it up the second you say something. There you go. How does the sex work out? I don't know. Altogether? It's the dudes that switch rooms every night. At first, I was really scared to come out and admit my feelings for the other, the other dude, but I was scared to let anybody else in. But eventually, we all admitted how we felt. She explains that the men switch room every switch rooms every night, so one night they'll be with one woman, and the next night they're with the other. They do consider themselves to be a closed quad, which means they don't <clears throat> date anybody else outside of the four of them. Well, shit. There's no more. I mean, you'd be too exhausted. Yeah. I can't, I can't squeeze another woman into this. This is rough. Okay, this I didn't know. This is the most interesting part of the podcast, I think. No matter, um, no matter how you're going to go about it, meeting people and getting to know them and getting them comfortable enough to engage in some sexting actually takes a lot of time, right? Like years and years of marriage. <laughs> And which is which is weird because it only takes weeks and weeks of dating, but it takes years and years of marriage to get it done. Just, it's like you have it and then you fucking lose it, and it, you got to work so hard to get it back. Anything to find that spark, you know? They say, unfortunately, uh, there fortunately there are places you can go to get your sexting fixed. I'm actually interested to find out how this works. They say, okay, they say, first, you need to know. This is from AskMen.com. Well, it's show up on my credit card. You need to know what to look for in a sexting app. There are sexting apps. Your primary concern should be, obviously, discretion, privacy, like-minded community, user-friendly platform. With those in mind, here are your best options, according to AskMen.com, if you're looking to get your sexting fixed and you don't have the other half that wants to be involved. Okay, XMatch. It has forums filled with people who are eager to share their fantasies. No, it's just going to be like, what was it, Ashley Madison, where we find out like it's 90% guys texting you back. I'm going to bet that most of it is 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 weirdos. That That's what? an uneducated guess, but that's just what the internet has taught me. They say it's a choose-your-own-sexy-adventure. There's also a sex academy that allows you to filter matches based on what you enjoy in the bedroom. There's virtual features that let you get more visually involved if things get hot enough. The basic app is free. The premium app will cost you twenty bucks a month. Oh, uh, wow. casual twenty bucks a month. Yeah, casual spelled with a K. It's private and it's the best value. Sign up process doesn't involve social media or email. <gasps> All you need is a picture. Face optional. Once you get a match, you've got three hours to get things moving. They say there's a one-month trial, but it'll run you 20 bucks a month after that. Hey, what if your wife buys you a membership to that place for for your birthday? She's like, here, go entertain yourself. She's like, practice up, because you're no good at what you do. She's like, I don't want to do it with you, but I know you enjoy it, so go off and do it with somebody else. There's a sexting app called Dust. 
It says it lets you have a sensual texting experience and then turns it to dust a day later. Hilarious. You can customize it to make your messages disappear even faster if you desire. It's highly encrypted. The downside is because of the premium on privacy, you don't always know who you're chatting with. It's a guy named fucking Steve. Yeah, it's Larry. Well, I'd rather die than be caught sexting a Larry. Wicker, W-I-C-K-R. This is an app if pics and video are your thing. Heavy on security, every message has a unique key. Plus, you can control how long your messages will live and who can see it. There's no personal info needed to sign up. All you need to know is who you're sexing before you log in, though, because there's no matching. Oh, okay. That doesn't make any sense, but all right. Confide is another sexting app. Privacy is the key on this one, too. End-to-end encryption, vanishing messages. This one has screenshot protection. If someone tries to grab a screenshot, it's probably not going to come out right, they say. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Plus, if the person tried to get a shot, they will be booted, and you will be alerted. And the final sexting app, who knew? Uh, It's called Signal. It's one of the most secure messaging apps in existence. It's not designed for flirting or uh, it's not designed for flirting or sexting. But if you have a number and you want to keep things private, this is the way to go. Of course, don't forget the uh, sexting rules. Uh, don't escalate the conversation too fast. Make sure the other half is interested. Make sure you mutually agree on taking things up a notch to avoid coming off as creepy. And don't send pics unless you're asked. All pretty sound and uh, good advice. I had no idea this was a little cottage industry out there underneath our nose the entire time. Yeah, me either. Which I suppose is pretty great if you're single and you have nobody to sext with. All right, here we go. This is our worst person on the planet. We like to wrap up every podcast with one of these. This is a bit much. Uh, We may have talked about this woman somewhere, sometime, some way, but now we do have uh, maybe some closure to the story. She's 21 years old. Her name name is Anastasia. Okay. She's reached a plea deal with Louisiana authorities after she was arrested for shooting a male acquaintance. Well, why would she go and do something like that? She pled guilty to felony weapons charge. Police have dropped the aggravated assault count that she was up for. Why would she shoot somebody? According to police, she said that she and this boy had been hanging out earlier in the day. All right. While they were hanging out, Anastasia asked him for some oral sex. (laughs) No making out or anything. She's just like, hey. Hey, her name is Anastasia Speed. That sounds fake. Uh, The man said no. Nope. Nope. uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. (laughs) <laughs> that, that, there's a lot of implications there because most guys are like, this is going to lead to D- me getting laid. I'm totally going to get sex. So, yeah, I got to do what I got to do. So let's so, do this. I think this either tells us a little bit about him or a whole lot about her. He said, nip. I don't thank you. <laughs> uh, the man said no. So what did she do? She pulled out a gun. She demanded the oral sex again, saying she would shoot him if he did it. I think at that point, you, you get down there and you get the business. It ain't much, but it's honest work. <laughs> well, I mean, it's better than being fucking shot. Hey, instead of doing it, this guy. he decided he was going to make a play for the gun. He grabbed her wrist, and she shot him. 
he then jumped off a second floor balcony uh, to avoid being hey, shot a second time. Hey, so he said no. He got shot. <laughs> he jumped off a fucking second story balcony. All to just avoid putting his mouth in between her legs. Like <laughs> we're finding out just how bad this lady must be. Anastasia, it's not me. It's you. <laughs> it's it's you. I would rather get shot and jump off a fucking balcony. Uh, as part of her plea deal, Anastasia will have to complete a quote unquote effective decision making course in order for to be here for her to be done with her punishment. I I'm gonna need you to eat me. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. What if I <laughs> I'm going to need you to eat me now. You know what? I take can't ch- do it. Do I take my chance with the gun or the, or the vagina? <laughs> he makes a play for the gun. He gets shot. <laughs> and then, rather than wait around or try to negotiate, he's like, fuck it, jumps off a building that very well may kill you. I'd kind of like to see where this story had gone. Yeah. If he didn't jump off, and she said, after that first, bam! Now! I'm going to ask you again. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, she just must have been disgusting. I want to see what his decision would have been. So there you go. There's the worst person on the planet. Uh, Thanks for taking the time today and checking out the podcasts. You get a brand new one, and you can stay up to date on all things JLNK by heading over to the website, jlnkshow.com. And on that note, we'll talk to you again next week. We'll see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.